Welcome to the I Am Awesome podcast, where we celebrate the extraordinary nature of being human. In Psalm 139, 14, it is written that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and it is time to truly understand the depth of that truth. Throughout our lives, we often forget our inherent awesomeness and amazing potential. But let's reclaim our birthright, for we are not accidents. We are carefully knit together in the womb, each of us made with a purpose. Life circumstances, whether it's trauma, upbringing, health challenges, or loss, may have caused us to doubt ourselves, but no longer. Join me along with my co-hosts as we embark on a journey to rediscover our true awesomeness. Together, we'll explore the depths of our potential, guided by the latest research, insights from experts, and inspiring stories of ordinary individuals who have achieved extraordinary results. In each episode, you can expect actionable insights and practical advice that you can implement immediately. We'll delve into topics such as personal growth, self-care, mindset, relationships, and much, much more. No matter where you are in your journey, this podcast will provide the tools and inspiration you need to step into your full potential. Are you ready to reclaim your birthright? Are you ready to stand confidently in your most awesome and amazing state of being? Then join us on the I Am Awesome podcast and together create the ultimate awesome human experience. Well, hello, you awesome, amazing human. Welcome back to another awesome episode of the I Am Awesome podcast. And yes, this is your host, Eric. And I'm by myself again. It's okay. It's okay. I'm getting used to it. I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. I'm finding my rhythm in it. And if uh, other guests come along, I'll be ready then too. And I'm going to get into that and be excited about it. So there we are. So if you're listening to this as it launches it's the week before christmas yeah and i think the timeliness of the episode i wanted to drop with this information today is pretty timely (laughs) because we're going to be around people if you aren't already if they haven't already come into town or you've already left your hometown to be with them we're going to be around people and i titled this episode stay curious my friend because I've been talking about it at moments as we've had conversations and I'm really starting to believe it's the mantra that needs to bleed through all of our lives as much as possible until we go to the grave. I'm just finding it more and more helpful when I realize staying curious and I call that the curious middle because there's a teeter totter on this. If you stay in the curious middle, you're always open to conversation. You're always wanting to know more, learn more, ask more questions. If you go on the other end of the spectrum, you're sitting in the seat of, I know it all. I'm a, I'm in judgment. Potentially. I look down upon you because I have something to teach you. And then if you go the other direction, you're the doormat. You're the, the gullible one. You're always quiet and just go with the flow and never speak up, never share what you really believe or you know, challenge somebody when they say things you don't necessarily believe is true, but you're just not willing to say anything because you don't want the conflict or whatever is going on. Lack of confidence. I don't know. But I think to move both parties into that middle space of being curious would be a huge benefit to you. So um, before we continue, I wanted to say Merry Christmas to you if you are listening to this around Christmas time. If it's summertime, Well, maybe it's in July and it's Christmas in July. Happy Christmas to you there. I don't know. Anyway, also my uh, awesome thing for the week. It's been surprisingly 
busy for my main job of doing IVs and hydration here in the Vegas Valley. So again, I know it sounds like a broken record from last episode. I said the same thing, but I really wasn't expecting it because this time of year tends to really be slow. And I'm just so grateful and thankful that it's not. And um, got everybody coming to be here at the house for our holiday. So I'm excited about that and looking forward to it. And we've actually done something we haven't done in a long time in all these years of 27 years of being married and 26 with at least a child involved <laughs> where we've actually gotten everything done early. It's a great feeling. So that's my excitement and my awesomeness for this week. Uh, yeah, I hope that you are ready. And I put up a post uh, on my Facebook uh, a few days ago about, you know, making memories of the mo precious moments. Like that's what it's about. And I hope you will remember that during this holiday season. Again, if you're listening to this live, but I think it applies in any time of life. So without further ado, let's jump into this. Um, I want to cover a few things. I think when I think about the curious piece, there's a few elements to it or pieces that I want to kind of break down a little more and, and expand upon. And I feel like being open-minded comes to mind. I heard that that's where I got excited about this message in, in this podcast as well was I, I, I was in multiple conversations in the last week or so. And I, and listening to stuff as well on my podcast listening time. And I kept hearing the word open, being open. Are you open? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting the message. Okay, let's do this. So I think being open-minded is huge. And I think the curiosity I've already stated, that's another, uh, let's call this a recipe for being, you know, curious, if you will, and how to engage people in conversation that can be very fruitful, even when it's tough, because I think the harder conversations are where we get into the most trouble. And if I can give you a few things that can just help you in those moments, that would be my, my desire with this. Uh, sharing this because I'm learning this and I'm still in the process of learning this. So I am by no means an expert. Uh, I'm just, like I said, after recording almost 20 podcasts now and just having to think through things and talk through things and listen openly and, and be curious myself, I started to pick up on a lot of this. So the recipe I would say is being open and curious and having a childlike wonder or faith or excitement about what you don't know. I think if you could put that kind of in the mix of what we're going to be covering, I think that would sum it up fairly well. So let's get going here. So first thing I want to talk about is open-mindedness. I think one of the things I want to be cautious with is I'm not speaking on the mindset of being so open that you're going to blow around like the breeze in the wind with every new thought, new thinking, new belief, whatever, like that becomes disastrous. So I'm just saying, and I, and I love this, uh, that I got way like 25, 30 years ago, easily from a, a gentleman, um, that I was able to study with. And it was, you're only 51% persuaded when you believe something at minimum right? That's all it requires. Yes. As we grow, as we learn, as we read, as we go through things, that belief begins to either bolster and you become stronger in your percentage of belief to probably where you're not going to ever change your mind on it. And that's cool. 
So we'll talk about like once you've kind of made your mind up, I think how we can approach this curiosity aspect of it too. But I wanted to first hit the open, being open in, in the sense that you're just, you're more curious about, okay, I hear you. I see what you said or what have you. And being open to hearing other thoughts from other people, even if maybe, again, you're still maybe not thinking that's going to change your mind. But just having a genuine curiosity is just huge. And so I'm saying being open-minded to other thoughts and other ideas. And again, if nothing else, it's a, you know, kind of like you're testing yourself, right? Like I believe X, Y, and Z. Okay, they're bringing up this. Let me check against my X, Y, and Z report that I have here in my hand. Let's see if that checks out or mm, maybe I'm in error or maybe it can enrich my belief in that area, right? So that's to me kind of an example of being more open, if that makes sense. And like in everyday use, the term open-minded is often used like synonymously for being like non-prejudiced or tolerant, right? Um, and then from like a psychological perspective, the term is used to describe how willing people are to consider other perspectives or to try out new experiences. So that's kind of more of a definitive way to put it. I thought I'd share that just to kind of give it some more concrete thought. Um it also be involves being like receptive to a wide variety of ideas, arguments, and information, right? Being open-minded is generally considered a positive quality. I would agree. I would totally agree. Open-mindedness often involves being receptive to a wide variety of ideas and arguments and information. Being open-minded is generally considered a positive quality, right? It is. It's a positive thing, I believe. I'm I and I think most people who are curious and open minded are genuinely positive people because I think being positive and being open leads you to more truth than it doesn't. I don't know what the percentages are. I don't know what the numbers are on that. I'm not I'm just being almost 50 years old in my life. I'm going to say I've experienced enough to know that that idea becomes more real and more true than it was when I was younger. So I'm going to lean on that because it served me pretty dang well. Maybe it will you as well. It is necessary in order to think critically and rationally, though. You need to be open-minded because that involves asking questions and actively searching for information and challenges your beliefs. See, I think that's what excites me about being open-minded as well, right? You, you have to be in question mode and you have to be actively searching. I think it, it, there's this brain science that's out there. Like if you, your brain is kind of neutral other than it wants to protect you and be safe. I think of manifesting like in that space, when people are trying to manifest things, you can hear them, you know, talking out and telling their self, their brain, like this is done. This is the thing. This is it. And so the brain doesn't know any difference. So it, it believes the new reality. And yes, it can take a lot more time before the, the the physical aspect of that. But you've you've trained your brain to be open and questioning things, actively searching. So when you're trying to solve for something, change the why question to the how. How can I blank? Because then the brain goes, ooh, got an assignment. Let's go. And so that that's another benefit of being open-minded, in my opinion. It also encompasses the belief that other people should be free to express their beliefs and arguments. And even if you do not necessarily agree with those views. And again, I think that's huge in terms of being open-minded. And it doesn't mean that being open-minded is easy. 
because it's not. Being open to new ideas and experiences can sometimes lead to confusion and cognitive dissonance. We learn new things that conflict with existing beliefs. Being able to change and revise outdated or incorrect beliefs is an important part of learning and growth, personal growth. So let's look at the open-mindedness versus closed-minded and com like compare and contrast here. The opposite of being open-minded, obviously, is closed-minded or dogmatic, as you may have heard that term. People who are more closed-minded are usually not receptive to other ideas. They're only willing to consider their own viewpoints. And, uh, you know, sadly, there are people in that space that will never... I don't want to ever say never because there's some pretty miraculous uh, transformational stories in the Bible I read about, and Paul is one that comes to mind. So I, never's a little strong, but there are people that will likely not change their position or their beliefs or be even open to considering other ideas. And you know what? And there's another great understanding from the Bible too. It's called dust your feet off, if you will. You go knock on the door, you try to share something with them. If they're not receptive, you just say, okay, I tried, not going to push it. And then we go. And while I'm on that, you know, I think it's important to realize we can't make people do anything. Did you feel that pause? Because there is no but. There is no other, rec other way to explain it, no other rationalization I need to give. It's just true. And I think I thought about like when people come knocking on your door for sales, soliciting things, or, you know, sharing another message from another uh, congregation. And you know what I'm probably talking about. I think the problem is on the re other side, when you're trying to deliver the message, if you, you need to be receptive to the fact that who you're knocking on the door, when they answer, what mood and disposition they're in. Yes, I realize most people don't like their door knocked on and they're very suspect these days. I get that. But there is a way you could engage in conversation to test it out if they're willing to have a conversation with you. If they're not, move on. There's more people. It's okay. And I think that's kind of the case in, in a lot of these discussions. If you, you can't, just because you're positive, open, and all this excitement and rah, 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 and you meet that one person who's just like, they just never have a smile on their face. They're always, you know, just ornery, ugh, whatever, right? Don't push because there's no reason to. There's no good result that's going to come from that until they're open and curious if they ever will be. So open-minded people, they're open to new ideas and experiences. Closed-minded, completely opposite, right? Not receptive to other ideas, only their own. And uh, might want to note that narcissistic people are going to be in this camp and don't try and convert them right now. That that's That's a tough one to crack. Passionate about their own beliefs, but considerate of others. That's an open-minded individual. Others... On the opposite side of the aisle, they're rigid in their thinking and refuse to consider any other beliefs. They're empathetic towards others and feeling others. They have feelings for others, right? They can feel what's going on. Insensitive towards others is when you're closed-minded. So if you consider yourself a fairly open-minded person, there are probably certain topics on which you take a much harder stance. And that's what we were just kind of talking about at the outset, right? Like you might have a, a stronger belief about something. And again, that's not a problem. That's okay. You can maintain that. Um, and you are passionate about it. There's social issues, things that just get you fired up, right? Having convictions that are great. Strong belief does not negate an open mind. That's what I'm getting at. Being open-minded means having the ability to consider others' perspectives and trying to empath be empathetic to other people, even when you disagree with them. And that's the key of where curiosity works. 
if you're just curious and genuinely want to know why someone thinks something, that's where you're going to stay open. You're going to be in the positive position. You're going to ask lots of questions and you can still disagree at the end and you're not going to be any worse for the wear of it. That's what's beautiful about it because you come across with a confidence because you don't start out in a place of judgment or fear. You're confident like, I know what I think. I want to hear what they think and I'm excited to find out. And, and, you know, if you don't have this mentality of I've got to save them from their negative or poor thinking or their wrongness of what they, whatever it is, quit being an evangelist. That'll help you a lot. Open-mindedness has its limits. I want to, I want to caution you right now. It, it does, in, it does not imply that you always sympathize with every ideology. I kind of said at the beginning, like that's, that's the important thing. Being open doesn't mean you're just going to be pushed and pulled in all different kinds of directions you are open to hear what they have to say and you're going to be considering it against your own beliefs to see if it lines up if it if it you can feel like oh man that that's got value added right there or mm, i don't think so and that's okay to disagree you don't have to you know basically align with somebody all the time and you don't have to sympathize with their thoughts on what they believe you can come away with yeah that's not not even close to what i believe or will ever believe and that's okay too you're not a jerk. You're not cocky. It's just it didn't it didn't move you away from what you already kind of had built up in your understanding. So there's some characteristics of you being open minded, and and I want to cover those. You know, like we've we've already kind of hit on it, but being curious to hear what others think, able to have their ideas challenged. You can you need to be okay with your ideas being challenged. And I think if you approach it with, I would want it to be. I want to be sure that I'm sure, right? And that's huge. Not feel angry when they're they are wrong. We we cannot be angry when we're wrong. We need to be grateful that we found the the error of our way and we corrected it. Empathy for other people, that's huge. Uh, consider what other people are thinking. Be humble about their own knowledge and expertise. Want to hear what other people have to say. Believe others have a right to share their beliefs and thoughts. Amen to all of that. So open-mindedness refers to being receptive to other ideas and new experiences. Closed-minded involves much more rigid thinking and a refusal to consider other possibilities, right? That's the reality there. So what's some factors that influence your open-mindedness? Um, I would say personality. And there's a five-factor model of human personality Openness to experience is one of the five broad dimensions that make up human personality. This personality trait shares many of the same qualities with open-mindedness, such as being willing to consider new experiences and ideas and engaging in self-examination. You know, I've always been that person really to self-examine. And I can say that because here's one example I can tell you. Uh, when I used to play sports in baseball, and I always liked team sports. The biggest thing was... I never blamed anybody but myself on the team for why we didn't execute or win. It was always something I could have done better, something more. What can I do better? So I'm, I've always been a self-examining person. Like in any situation, that person got hurt, you know, emotionally, or they were mad at me for something or whatever the case might've been. I went back and replayed and figured out, asked a bunch of questions, trying to really assess everything and go, where did I go wrong? even to a fault, like I, there's times I, I probably was right and yet still didn't see it. So the immaturity in that is where 
I have grown. Expertise is another influence for open-mindedness. Research does suggest that people expect experts to be more dogmatic about their area of expertise. When people feel that they are more knowledgeable or skilled in an area than in other people, they are less likely to be open-minded. So researchers have found that giving participants false positive or false negative feedback about their performance on a task influenced how closed-minded they were about considering an alternative political opinion. That's a good one. <laughs> so I think this is a, a really good moment to highlight something about this conversation that is super important don't get anything else rather from this this is huge is we need to get rid of our need to be right that is a huge shift in any inner interaction you'll ever have if you just let go of needing to be right because my question is ultimately, and I've always asked this to myself, is in this situation, being right or being happy more important to me? So what happens in these expertise? I don't think we should ever, even if we've had 25 years experience in this one field, we've got all the information. You can be an expert and you can have all the information. I think it's how you present yourself to others with what you know. Think about Jesus. He was a fantastic example. And most of the time, he asked a lot of questions. I went through, I think there, I have to try and find it. I'll try and put it in the show notes if I can. But I want to say there was over 300 times that he asked questions of the people. He knew the answer because he's God. But what's the lesson and why he asked the questions? And this is what I'm getting at. Like you ask questions because it shows to the other person you're curious, not asking questions in a judgmental way. Why did you do that? The tone matters. But just asking a question to get the response, because when you're an expert and you think, okay, I want to teach Joe here a lesson. I want to teach him something. I want to educate this group. One of the best ways to do that is to ask the questions because when they start giving their answers, they realize what they're saying. They're hearing what they're saying against what you're questioning. And as you dig deeper and deeper with the questioning, pretty soon they're either going to be more confident because they got the answers and they know it and like, wow, we're all going to be excited or they're going to realize, huh? When I said that out loud, it didn't sound the way I thought it did in my head, right? So it really te helps you teach yourself and cement new ideas and new thoughts and new beliefs without being taught how to believe or forced into feeling like you got to answer this way or believe that way. So I really feel like it's important that we get rid of our need to be right all the time and choose happiness. You know, how many times have you gotten in an argument with someone only to realize maybe halfway through the spat that you were wrong? You made a mistake. Did you admit it or did you just keep going on and continue to insist you were right to save face? Like, how did you feel about yourself afterward? How do you think other person felt about you? As humans, we seem to be a lot biologically programmed with this need to be right. Some definitely have the program more ingrained in, than others, but I can't imagine there are many of us reading this who or listening to this rather who don't feel at least a bit uncomfortable when someone tells us we're wrong or brings up a different opinion i right 
I mean, we all do. That's that's part of being human. Take a look at the at Facebook these days. How many of your friends are dead set on being right about the recent state of like politics, for example? Either way, they were right in their voting for Trump or that he's the, the bane of American existence. That's a big one right now, right? I mean, that's that seems to be present news from 2016 to present for the most part. But how has this affected your opinion of them? In the current political climate, I think getting you know, over the need to be right about everything is more important than ever because we've got so much to divide anyway. So that's to me where I'm, 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 I'm over the whole political thing, to be honest with you. There's, there is no right and there is no left in my, my view of this. Like I, both parties suck. Both sides got issues in my opinion. And it's because we dig our heels in on one side of the, on either, in either party, they're just dug in. There's no compromise. There's no really asking questions because they really want to know what the other is thinking. They've already made their mind up. So there's no changing the mind and that's dangerous in my opinion. So when we become insistent on being right all the time, we become closed-minded. So now we shift over from being the positive, happy, open person to now being closed. And what happens to the way you think when you cannot let go of the need to be right? You stop listening to other people. Why? Because you don't want to be convinced you're wrong or you think there's no possibility that you're wrong. So what else do you listen to, right? When you cannot consider the possibility that, that your opinion is not the only one, or that your way is the only right way, you just shut down. You build up these walls of righteousness that are actually made up of fear. And you stop learning and you stop growing. I think that sums up exactly what happens very nicely, right? And then probably from there, we get so grumpy that we start to hurt you know, the ones we love. And if you're right all the time, what does that make other people in your life? Hmm. You got it. Makes them wrong. How's that going to go for us, right? It's not. It's not going to go well at all. How do you think that's going to affect close relationships even, like with maybe a spouse? Many people stuck in the trap of needing to be right don't really stop to think about how their opinions are hurting others. They may convince themselves that they're helping others to seek to see their mistakes or that others will thank them later. Yeah, you're going to thank me later for being right. Yep, I, I got you. I was right and you were wrong and you're just going to thank me. You really think that's how it's going to go? I don't. And unfortunately, even if it does turn out that way, we're, that we're right, it usually results in hurting feelings and those you love feeling inadequate and unappreciated. We sacrifice kindness and compassion. We turn into jackasses. Let's just be honest. Let's not sugarcoat it. We all know who those people are. They insist they're right about everything and we all avoid them because they're jackasses. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be more clear and plain on that, could I? It doesn't matter if they happen to be right about a number of topics. People stop listening to them because of their attitude and lack of empathy. That's what I'm driving at. Do you see where this is kind of painting that image and picture of what we become when we're not open and when we think we're right and we maintain that we got to be right all the time? We just, we, we, we suck as a human. Nobody wants to be around you. And yet, so, you know, don't go there. It's a horribly dark, empty, cold space. But I got my truth and I'm right. 
So, okay, I don't know what award they're, they're handing out anywhere anytime soon, and I don't know. I don't know. I just I I don't see what your your end game is if you're in this space. To be honest, these uh, these also um, these types of people also you know share some very narrow worldviews often, and their circle of friends becomes very limited to only those like cronies, those nasty yucky people that like themselves that they attract. I guess I don't know, you know, and they all band together for to have their own little opinion party. Do you think anybody listens to anybody at that point? No, that's politics again, right? Just everything in politics is a great example of what not you, you want to be in this space of lack and being in lack of open-mindedness and always needing to be right. You know, and don't get me wrong, it's not easy to let go of the need to be right. So if I didn't say that openly, I need to make sure that's crystal clear. It's really freaking hard because we don't like how we feel when we're not right. You know, it's almost like you get a little embarrassed and flush and then, you know, you feel inadequate and you might start questioning your own self-worth and, oh gosh, it could be a terrible spiral too. So I don't want to get lost in the fact that that's not an easy thing to do. We've also developed this armor because we're afraid of what being wrong would do to our view of ourselves or our view of the world. As I mentioned, it's often a mask for a deep-seated fear we don't know how to deal with. There are a few simple steps you can start to take, however, on the road to recovery. Next time you feel the need to be right, try this. Ask yourself if you'd rather be happy or right in this one situation. i just recapping what I said already. Because basically the two can't coexist. You can either choose to be right in the situation or be happy. But it's hard to get both. Because... Be, just needing to be right for right's sake is just going to come off arrogant and horrible and nobody. And that's the other thing. There's energy here. People feel the energy. That's why words are important and so powerful, you know, and, 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 and how we share them in our demeanor and our body language and inflections and all that. You, as you know, how many times have you read an email or an, a text that you got and you were confused, like, you read it this way then, or you read into it too much and it was not meant it's hard, right? So it can be messy. Focus on the curiosity. Going back to that. When you listen to someone, you're not automatically admitting you may be wrong. Tell yourself you're only being curious to see how others feel. This can often help you take off the armor of fear. Acknowledging your right to change your mind and that is it, it doesn't diminish you. Try to reframe it and it means to change your mind. Instead of an, you know, of an indicating a failure on your part, see it as a learning opportunity. That's where like we we have a hard time with failure, right? It's in the same, same kind of context. Like failure is just death to most of us. Yet everything we've enjoyed on this planet, especially in this day and age, there's a bleep ton of failure that's happened, right? So it's not. And I don't really see it as failure. I feel like it's feedback more than anything. That thing didn't, that didn't work. That, that aspect of that plan didn't failed, if you will. Didn't, didn't go the way we planned it. Didn't get the result we were looking for. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Okay, make little adjustments. Keep honing it in, right? And keep going. One of the most beautiful things about this world is the, is the diversity. And that's what I think is neat about this. Different thoughts and opinions and personalities are what makes it life interesting and are often what sparks change and growth. 
When we insist on being right, we not only lose out on the beauty around us, but we also slowly erode the relationships we hold dear. Next time you find yourself wanting to attack, take a deep breath and ask yourself, what is being right going to cost me? And I wanted to end this little segment by uh, sharing a little personal story that I had about, mm, geez, 20 some years ago at least. And uh, at the end of this uh, podcast, I, I, I'm going to have the song that I wrote. It's the first song I ever recorded. I wrote, I've written a lot of songs. I haven't recorded them. This was the first time I ever recorded a song. And I remember be doing it with my acoustic guitar with like what I'm using here in a podcast studio almost in a very simple setup in the living room of uh, my uncle's area and space in his living room where we just quickly recorded this because it wasn't about the recording that I was aiming for and the quality of the song. It was the message I wanted to convey. Um, what happened was it was my grandfather who, man, I, I was his boy. I mean, cause I was the first um, grandson and I hung out with them and spent a ton of time. I mean, we were really close and I got, became a Christian at the age of 18. And then somewhere in there, I got really smart and really knowledgeable and I knew stuff and I became the expert in God all of a sudden. I don't know where that came from. It's, it's tough when you learn things because that humble aspect is not easy and you're excited and you all the things and you, you don't how realize how you're coming across to people. And so what happened was I sent off a letter to him basically telling him he was a sinful man and he needed to change his ways and he needed to get saved by God and accept Jesus in his heart and come to Christ and be saved and be in heaven with me forever. You know what was missing from that? Everything. There was no love in that. It was all judgment. And there was no questions asked. Did he even want to know that? Did he even have a care in the world? What were his thoughts on Jesus and the Bible? What did he believe? I don't even know because I was such a dumbass and never asked the question. Terrible. So I, I'm getting chills and like ugh, feeling this right now. Like I'm reliving it a bit. Like I'm so sad that I did that. So I wrote the song called Sorry. And it just was a way for me to tell him in another way, because I didn't feel like writing a letter was going to do it because that screwed it the first time around. I just, I didn't feel like uh, probably calling him and trying to have a conversation with him was going to make a difference at that time. It just felt right to share this song that just flowed out really nicely and it came together. So again, it'll be at the end of the uh, this podcast if you want to hear it to get a little understanding. And I think what I would ask you to take away from it if you decide to listen through is not the quality of it because it's eh, you know it's harder recording a song in the studio than i ever realized um you get a little robotic sometimes because you're so so much is happening so quickly and you're thinking and sometimes you overthink and so the quality of your voice or timing and all that doesn't really do it justice i'm i'm way better now than i used to be i'll say that so i'm hoping to do some more recordings in the future uh i don't think it's horrible but it i don't know it, it's the the point is it's not about the quality of the song that I want you to get. So please get past that if it's a little bit weird to you or whatever, and really focus on what the message is in it. It's pretty beautiful and pretty powerful, and uh, I'll leave it at that. And so uh, 
to wrap the story up though, um, I don't think things were ever really the same between us. It got a lot better. And I think we understood. We just, he just was the kind that wouldn't want to talk about it. And I never pushed. So um, he passed away uh, several years later. And, you know, I just let him know when I was sitting there that, you know, I'm here for him and, and that, you know, Jesus is real still, you know, because he is. It's just the messaging was horrible. The message is not to be blamed. So I think that's the other piece in this too, is when, when you have the right aspect of being open-minded and curious and you're talking to people and you don't come from in a place of needing to be right in the authority, even if you are the authority like Jesus, just asking more questions and, and sharing little knowledgeable chunks at a time, breadcrumbs as we like to call them, leave people breadcrumbs. And, and I think, you know, another, another way the Bible describes things too, is like being a salt and a light be this we're, we're the sowers we're the uh, waterers and the heart we get the harvest but what magic piece that we don't have any control over is the growth so we can sow it put it in the ground we can water it and we can maintain it and and keep it up and all the good things you do in like a gardening scenario but the growth and increase and the fruit of that all is up to him we have no part in that we by stressing, worrying, anxiety, all the things, trying to, you know, push, 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 do, do it till, you know, we're blue in the face, however you want to describe it. We have no input on that. We can't do anything about it. The benefits of being open-minded. Being more open-minded means enjoying some useful and powerful benefits. You gain insight. You can challenge your existing beliefs and consider new ideas. Get fresh insights. Uh, have new experiences. Being open to other ideas can open you up to trying new things. Achieve personal growth. Keeping an open mind can help you grow as a person. You learn new things about the world and people around you. Become mentally strong. Staying open to new ideas and experiences can help you become a stronger, more vibrant person. Your experiences and knowledge continue to build on one another. Feel more optimistic? One of the problems with staying closed-minded is that it often leads to greater sense of negativity. Being open can lead and help inspire a more optimistic attitude toward life and the future. Learn new things. It's hard to keep learning when you surround yourself with the same old ideas. Pushing your boundaries and reaching out to people with different perspectives and experiences can help keep your mind fresh. Absolutely. And, you know, that's where, like, sometimes you have to upgrade your friends. Sometimes that circle just is kind of circling around and around and you're not getting anywhere. You're staying on this level. So sometimes you have to break out of the old and get into the new thing and, and start meeting new people and, and challenge your comfortability, if that makes sense. Like, you know, uh, there's a great song by Phillips, Craig, and Dean that I uh, was ministered to by back in like the er, right around the year 2000 when I moved to Michigan with no certainty whatsoever, having no idea what was going to happen. And it was like standing on the shoreline, looking out to the sea at the oceans of your hopes for me, just beyond my reach. I've been here on this island for way too many years, a prisoner of my comfort, a slave to my own fear. Doubt is saying got to stay. Faith is saying sail away. And I know it's safe on the shore, but freedom is worth dying for. Liberation comes from those who hear the truth and sail with you. I'll go where you are calling me. I'll be what you meant me to be. I know the risk is real, but I want to feel the freedom of the sea. So like there's, the, it's a great song, Phillips, Craig and Dean, freedom of the sea. 
and you know that kind of goes into you know up taking on new things to see what's possible when you like if you think about looking out from the from the shoreline out you can't see what's on the way out there you just it's unknown but you got to go out there take trust that your sailing capabilities and your skills are there from life and you can set sail and, and go go check it out you know and if you're not open to other ideas and perspectives it's difficult to see all of the factors that contribute to problems or come up with effective solutions you just can't in an increasingly polarized world being able to step outside of your comfort zone and consider the perspectives and ideas is important being open-minded is a number of benefits in addition to helping you learn new things and grow as a person it can help you become more optimistic and resilient in the face of life's challenges so there's a cognitive tendency known as the confirmation bias which is what i was leading up to it can be one of the biggest contributors to closed-mindedness overcoming this can be a tricky business the confirmation bias involves paying more attention to information that confirm our existing beliefs while at the same time discounting evidence that challenges what we think being aware of the confirmation bias is perhaps one of the best ways to combat it as you encounter information take a moment to consider how it this bias might affect how you evaluate it if it seems like you are readily accepting something because it supports your existing views take a moment to consider some arguments that might challenge your ideas learning how to evaluate sources and information can be an informed and consumer of scientific stories in the news can be also helpful finding ways to overcome confirmation bias can be a great way to cultivate an open mind be aware of this bias and look for ways to challenge your existing assumptions to to make sure you are not simply cherry picking information that supports what you already believe to be true so when we are considering factors that influence you know being more open-minded that cognitive cognitive dissonance is a big one so we need to be aware of that that one's a really that's a real oh, bugaboo bugaboo is that the word i don't know it's really tough <laughs> so it's important to really know that because i think we i i think during the 2020 time frame and the you know the elections and all the things so much division was created i really believe we fat we've we saw a lot of the cognitive dissonance show up in a big way and so it's hard i, I i'm not going to say it's easy and again, it goes back to that challenge of not wanting to be wrong and you want to be right and you want to be on the right side of truth and all of that desire. I get it. And, and it's important to do that. It's not a not lost on me that it's an important goal. Um, so in keeping with factors that influence the open-mindedness, asking questions, we've kind of touched on that. That's another one. And give it time. Let it marinate, as I like to say. You know, just take time on things. Don't be in such a hurry that it has to be solved yesterday. You know what? Sometimes it takes months and years because that's how you are where you're at and what you need to learn and also waiting on proper information and things to come to light. You know, because you might be waiting on, on a source that's not willing to share the truth or a portion of what's missing for you, right? Like there's just... There's just timing and everything. And so when you learn something new, just marinate on it. And then I always ask the question, like, how can I be more open to this? Or how can I find out more information about it? And I, and now I'm, I put my mind and my brain and my sight, eyes and ears all 
looking and he- listening for answers, like things that resonate with where I'm at. You know what I mean? And so I can't tell you enough how helpful that has been. You know, so give yourself that brief period to consider all arguments and evaluate the evidence after you hear you you hear something. Take a few moments to consider the following points that I've got here. Are you are your own arguments based upon multiple sources? Are you willing to revise your opinion in the face of conflicting evidence? Will you hold on to your own opinion if the evidence discounts it? And I'm telling you, open-mindedness and being curious requires more cognitive effort than dogmatism. Just being willing to reconsider or willing to consider other perspectives can be a challenge, but it can be even more difficult when you find yourself having to revise your own beliefs as a result. So it is hard, but it's worth it. Practice humility. That's the other one that I wanted to make sure we got as a factor that influences our open-mindedness. Being humble. It's hard. It's really hard. As I shared with that story of my grandfather, when you think you know it, it's super hard. But Jesus, again, demonstrated it. So if you need an example, go read the, the gospel messages and see how he behaved. Even if you are an expert on a topic, you need to try to keep them that in mind that the brain is much more imperfect and imprecise than most of us want to admit. So there is some evidence. Research also has shown being knowledgeable about something can actually contribute to being more closed-minded. That was me. When people think that they are an authority on a topic or believe that they already know all there is to know, they are less willing to take in the new information. So that's why being humble is important. True experts tend to actually be more humble about their knowledge. They know that there is always more to learn. So if you think you know it all, chances are that you don't. (laughs) As science and communicator and television personality Bill Nye once said, everyone you will ever meet knows something that you don't. That's a great quote. I like that. Without an open mind, you'll never have the opportunity to consider those other perspectives and experiences. You'll never get to what others know. You just won't get to it. So I think this is a good place to wrap this up because I'm going on and on. Um, But I just want to say that, you know, keeping and being curious, asking lots of questions, being open-minded and try to sprinkle it in with the whole childlike aspect of that. Like as a child believes in possibilities, maintaining faith in the face of challenges sustains our resilience. There, the faith that like a kid keeps our spirits buoyant, allowing us to weather storms with unwavering optimism. It embraces faith that believes in the unseen and holds on to the goodness of the future. So let it guide us through uncertainty, fostering hope and unwavering strength, right? So in conclusion, I want to say in embracing the open mind, nurturing curiosity and sustaining that childlike faith, we will embrace a life rich in growth, wisdom and resilience. We, We will approach each day with a mind open to learning, a heart curious for wisdom and a faith that holds on to hope. Let us embody these virtues and journey forward, enriched by the wonders they unveil in our lives. And I think also I'd like to add in is is what you're discussing or what subject you're discussing with someone how essential is it just like the bible is very clear on us and avoiding petty arguments you know we need to avoid foolish and in 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 
ignorant disputes because we know they don't re- lead to anything positive or good. They just create more strife and more division. And that, that kind of is talked about in 2 Timothy 2.23. So in closing, embrace that open-mindedness and truly have that childlike wonder and curiosity and just stay curious, my friend. That is what I want you to remember. Stay curious. Ask lots of questions. Be genuinely interested in what the other person has to say. Even if you already know in some ways they don't have maybe what you think is right or you don't really subscribe to their viewpoints, I'm challenging you and myself at this time to let's try and reach them in a new way by just asking questions. Because one of the things I think someone who's closed-minded doesn't really expect from us is that we're going to ask questions about what we, what they already know we don't agree with. So I don't know, pick a subject, right? Like, let's just say you're, there's a person who believes in the Republican side, and then you're going to try and talk to the Democrat. They're, each party is already ready for a fight always. That's just the preset experience, or they just, we're not going to talk about any of it. But I think if you come in and say, you know what, I'm going to ask them why they believe blank and why they think blank and just really genuinely ask questions. I think one that can get them off guard, but it might start to open them up to realize you're not as big a jerk as they thought you were. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I guess that's what I'm really asking you to do is to take this information and try to be in that position with maybe that challenging individual who you feel is not open-minded at all and see if you can make a little in way with them and show them some love and grace and mercy in the process and, and have a conversation that could be fruitful for all involved and be mindful too, of all those that are listening. Think about that, how you're responding and how you're behaving and how you're acting. There's a lot of people that are watching what you do. So take the high road, be that bigger person and be humble, be human, be amazing and awesome as you are and show that to these people that you can have conversation with anybody in the room and it can be a good one. Even if you still disagree, it can just be a positive experience and not a negative one. I want to say thank you and I appreciate you and I wish you all the best and now go be what you already know you are. And that is awesome. Hey there, you awesome human. Just as a reminder, I did put the sorry song that I wrote for my grandfather that I referenced in the actual episode on the backside of the outro. Hope you enjoy. Hey there, you awesome, amazing human. Before you go, did you love this episode of the I'm Awesome Podcast? Great. Head over to iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to us on and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. We read every single one of your reviews. Thank you. And to connect further with us, please be sure to head over to our Facebook page. Until next time, go and be what you know you already are. Awesome.
Surrender. 
only God.